Welcome to the Spotlight Podcast. I'm Toby Mitchell, Senior Editor at PEI and Editor of New Private Markets. I am here with Carl Ayers. Carl's been publishing affiliate title Regulatory Compliance Watch, another product from the PEI stable, since 2008. So I think it's fair to say he's a bit of a US compliance guru. <laughs> Carl, thanks for joining us. Toby, it's great to be with you. Thank you so much. Excellent, excellent. So the US Securities and Exchange Commission has started to focus its attention on ESG. And that's what we're here to talk about. I'm, I'm going to quiz you on that today, Carl. Uh, something cool that RCW does is show redacted copies of letters that the SEC has sent, presumably to your kind of contacts in the market. And I wonder if we can just start from that kind of basic standpoint. What are these letters? We're talking about exam letters specifically. What are they and why are they sent by the SEC? You're absolutely right, Toby. The SEC's Division of Examinations sends out these exam letters to its targeted examination firms, mostly investment advisors. They don't necessarily have to be registered with the SEC, but most are. And sources over the years have sent me these document request letters on the QT, and we never identify where they came from. This is actually the sixth ESG-related letter that we've received in recent years. This is the most recent one, and it also may be a, a template that's being used now, and it reflects the growing sophistication and interest that the SEC has in ESG. This is quite a substantial letter that really probes how this advisor uses ESG. Excellent. So, so you say this is the sixth letter, and and you say that is that over kind of the course of maybe the last year or so, or has it been going on for longer than that? It has been going on longer than that. It probably dates back three or four years. But if you looked at the initial letters on our website, regcompliancewatch.com, you'd see they really show the SEC's just kind of trying to get to know what ESG is. Now it knows, and it's probing much deeper. So what does it mean for firms? Well, if they plan to do ESG or are doing ESG investments, they should have policies and procedures in place, and they should be prepared that a letter like this might arrive in their inbox too. Would you like to know more about what's in the letter? Yeah, let's dive into it. What can you tell us about the contents of it? Well, they want to know, do you have standards? Are they proprietary standards or third-party ESG standards that you're deploying in your investments? What kind of communications do you have with issuers? How about your contracts with ESG-related vendors? They want to see the contracts. They want to see your policies and procedures. If you're weighing, say, an issuer's greenhouse gas emissions, they want to know how you're doing it. They want to look at investment strategies, your trade blotter, advertisements, and even proxy voting. Let me go back to the trade blotter for a second there, Toby. So most firms have a trade blotter right now. Here's a good tip for those firms that are doing ESG. They may want to elongate their trade blotters with another column or two that indicates that they're ESG investments. Why do I say that? Because the letter suggests that firms do that exact thing. Excellent. And just as a side point, so we're, um, we're obviously new private markets. We're focused entirely on private fund advisors. Does this apply sort of equally to private equity and other private fund advisors as much as everyone else? It absolutely does. It'll apply to any advisor, private fund, private equity, retail, you name it, that pursues an ESG strategy. This is a good letter for firms to download and take a look at so that they're prepared should the SEC come knocking on their door. Now, how would this happen? Well, typically what will happen is the firm's compliance officer will get an email or a phone call from the SEC notifying them that they're under an exam. And the next thing they'll get is 
an initial document request letter. And that's what this letter is. It's a six-page letter. And a firm will have maybe one or two weeks to upload all of the requested documents to the SEC. And there's a lot of materials being requested here, Toby. So any firm should be on top of this. And what they may want to do is test their ability to get those documents and send them to the SEC on an expedited basis. Because just as first impressions are really important, so too with an exam. You want to be able to show examiners you're all over the topic, you will respond promptly, and it gets the exam off to a great start. Is this typically an adjunct to an exam, uh, a wide-ranging exam across all, the entire business, or is this an ESG-specific kind of deep dive that the SEC might be doing with firms? This particular letter is ESG only, but you're right. Other exams may look at cybersecurity or will have a blanket request that looks at every aspect of the firm. But this is particularly just trained on ESG. That's why this thing is so important. I do want to make a couple of other notes, Toby. While it is an initial document request letter, you can expect subsequent requests as well. And exams can end in one of three ways, with no findings, which is great, deficiencies, that's exam deficiencies that the SEC has found and will suggest the firm take care of, And then the third is the worst. That would be a referral to enforcement for a possible enforcement action. And I should also note that the SEC recently has announced its second ESG-related SEC enforcement action. This was against BNY Mellon out of New York for, I believe it was $1.5 million penalty around ESG disclosures. So what does it all mean? You want to be prepared in case the SEC is going to check out how you're doing ESG at your firm. So you may want to have your compliance officer check out this letter and then test the firm's ability to get those documents. And if you don't have those documents, maybe you should start to get them together. Fantastic. And just one more question from me, taking a step back, you look at the sort of scope and the scale of this particular letter and then maybe some of the others that you can think of that you've seen over the over recent years. Are they kind of comparable in terms of the way the SEC approached, say, something else like cybersecurity or something to do with fees and expenses and those sort of disclosures? Is it, is it similar or is it is it deeper or is it a shallower kind of look? In a way, it's similar. Just as with cybersecurity, as you mentioned, we see an evolution in the SEC's thinking and sophistication on its cybersecurity exams. And here we're seeing with ESG the same actual reality come true, which means that firms have to realize their regulator is on top of this stuff and they've got to be on top of it as well. So what can you do? Well, first of all, if you're thinking about doing ESG or doing ESG, you should have ESG policies and procedures. Much of it should be around investing. So let me give you an example. Let's say that you're a firm that is going to use UN principles for responsible investment standards. Well, you should have policies and procedures that demonstrate, document, how you use those principles in your regular investing. The bottom line here is you want to make sure that you're doing what you say you're going to do. Firms get in trouble all the time, Toby, for not following their policies and procedures. So let me give you an example. Let's say a firm has a compliance policy procedure that says the compliance staff will once a quarter take a look at the investment committee's notes to make sure that they're following the UN principles for responsible investment. Well, that compliance officer should be doing that and then be acting accordingly. If they're not, and the SEC comes in and sees, oh, the PNP say you do this and yet you don't do it, that's where trouble erupts. 
so one more forward-looking question from me. How, how do you kind of see this playing out in terms of, so you mentioned that BMY and Allen, or was it a settlement? Yep, enforcement settlement, yep. Do you think that's still the last of it, or, or are we going to see sort of more and bigger? We are going to see more, and we are going to see bigger. I, I also should tell you, Toby, or remind your listeners that the SEC has proposed ESG rules around disclosure for advisors and investment companies. That's in the works here. And by the way, that's another takeaway from this whole letter, Toby, is how much the exam focus aligns with the SEC proposal. What it means is you should have disclosures, and those disclosures should be telling folks what you're doing, and then you should be doing it. As far as enforcement, yes, you can definitely take this to the bank. When the SEC's out there doing exams, they're also looking for violations. Now, it may be some time, it may be another year before some of these exams turn into enforcement actions, but I think it's definitely guaranteed there will be more and probably bigger ESG enforcement actions. Of course, if it's greenwashing, <laughs> that's, that's definitely going to be a troublesome thing for a firm. But even if you're a legitimate advisor pursuing, hopefully in a very true and real way, ESG investments, you should be fine as long as you're doing them the way you say you are to investors. One of the last things I'll say to you here is that proposal that came out, which by the way, if you want to comment to the SEC, the deadline for comments on that proposal is August 16th. The agency has kind of insinuated that it could be finalized as early as October, but I don't think it will be. It'll probably be after that. And even if it is finalized, Toby, firms will have probably a year to come into compliance. At the end of it, it means go over your disclosures to investors about how you do ESG and then follow those disclosures. Carl, you are every bit the guru that I promised everyone you were. So thank you so much for that. I thoroughly recommend if anyone wants to go deeper on this, just to head over to Regulatory Compliance Watch and have a dig around. Yeah, Carl, thank you very much for your time.